Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Welcome back to the show. Today I'm joined again by my brother. Howdy, howdy. And this time I'm not forcing him to sit through a horribly written story. Oh, thank goodness. Now we just have to read this script. Yeah. Insert laugh track here. <laughs> so I believe the first time you were on the show was like episode 19 or something. Golly, what episode are we on now? We're in like the mid-120s. Mid wow. Wow. I've been here a while, haven't I? Yeah. And that episode was when I invited you to try to win me over on Breath of the Wild because in episode one, I was talking about how I didn't like it as much. Yeah, and I heard about that and considered you a terrorist for a short amount of time. Yeah. And uh, it always did kind of bug me how I just left the game unfinished and stuff. It's kind of like Bayonetta 2. I got that game once on the Wii U and then eventually got rid of it because I just couldn't get into it. But it kept bugging me until years later I got it on the Switch and then I really did like it. Breath of the Wild had the same problem. I got it on the Wii U and for all my gripes it, it just haunted me. Just that, that spot in my Zelda resume that was just left blank. It mocked me. <laughs> I wish I felt felt so guilty about those gaps. Well, I like enjoying what other people like. It actually kind of sucks being the one guy who doesn't like what everyone else is into. It sucks almost as much as liking what everyone else really, really hates. I can definitely relate to that one. Every time I tell people, yeah, I'm mostly a Nintendo guy, just the looks I get. Oh, I thought you were going to start talking about Star Fox Zero again. Okay, that there's a whole episode. <laughs> we have, we've gone through this. You don't need to look down. <laughs> I guess that just kind of eventually got me to the point where I decided, you know what, I'll give it another shot. So a couple of weeks ago, I got the game on the Switch, and then I spent most of my spring break slash isolation just playing through most of Breath of the Wild. I did all four of the main dungeons. I found the Master Sword. I looked at this photograph with the guy from Nickelback. <laughs> and I killed Ganon. Did you have any, like, cool adventures just diddling around in Hyrule Field? Well, first of all, let's not say diddling. Yeah, that's probably a poor choice of words. Anyway, uh... Yeah, I realize the game is kind of about those small moments you make for yourself and i had a few not not a whole lot they weren't really the focal point of my adventure i was mostly focused on just doing the objective but i had a few little side things going on every once in a while the, those i think i really agree with you those moments are really what makes it special because what still stands out to me is that uh story I told the first time we talked about this, uh, finding the dragon Dinral in Tanagar Canyon. Oh, yeah. Uh, I found, I found the dragons. Well, okay, the first time I played the game, I, I saw one of the dragons, but this time I made a point to find all the dragons. I even, 
I even found the third dragon and cleaned all the Ganon goo off of him. Nadra. That was a cool mission. I didn't even know about it my first playthrough. It's actually kind of neat is I was looking around the memories. I found the one where they're all gathered up at the mountain base. And right after that, I just, I want to take a picture of the mountain for some reason. I could see the little tail of the dragon, like, just sticking off the mountain. And the the camera even recognized it as, this is Nadra. Oh my goodness. And imagine going up to him and seeing all those eyeballs and the evil moaning music. Ooh, that'd be... Like, to a first-timer, I'm sure that would be really... It's akin to finding a boss in Dark Souls, like, right at the beginning. Like, it would feel like that. Okay. Okay, we're talking about, like, organically forming your own adventures. Oh, that. somebody gets off the plateau, immediately sees Nadra, because they just decide to go in that random direction. That would be a little intimidating. Yeah, I think the first one you see is Feroche, because you can, you can actually see him from the... Yeah, he spawns at Lake Hylia. But he's probably only programmed to spawn after you beat the plateau, so that they don't tempt you into leaving, because the game is programmed to despawn Link if he leaves the plateau without the glider. It's... I was really upset to learn that, but it makes sense. But, yeah, things like finding the dragons and just whatever little random things. I, I, I did a little bit of that. I finally found Terrytown, like you were talking about during Star Fox. Terrytown! That, oh. was, that was an adventure. Did you talk to the head of Bolson Construction too many times? Uh, you know what? You know, I, I like having a thing called neighbors. I'm a social person. He's Anthony. not a neighbor. He's a squatter. He's on your property. You know what? It's a sense of community. It gives me someone to talk to. (laughs) What he does is he sleeps in your bed while you're gone. It's gross. I'm not using it. Okay, whatever. I I even sent you screenshots over the phone as I was doing the... (laughs) You're like, I found him with a picture. It was hilarious. And that wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Name your children in accordance to Bolson naming guidelines. Yeah, that was interesting. It's actually, like, the game kind of thrives on giving the players those aha moments. I actually knew about finding the Rito guy before they even told me to do it. I was like, wait a minute, I remember a Rito guy who wanted to do his own shop. And coincidentally enough, his name ended with Sun. (laughs) It really rewards you for paying attention. In yeah, terms so like that. I could get into it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm mainly just focused on the quest. If I could be entirely honest, and I felt pretty decently engaged with that. It was a pretty well thought out sequence of events. Like by the end of all the memories, I really wanted to make Ganon pay for hurting all my friends like that. See, I wanted to make sure I had. Defeated all the Divine Beasts, and then, okay, yeah, I'll go fight Ganon. Well, yeah, of course, do do the Divine Beasts. But, like, I could have just not, and it would have been about the same difficulty. I just wouldn't have as much experience playing the game. Well, apparently, if you don't beat all the Divine Beasts, they make you fight all the miniature Ganons. Yes, absolutely. They take, like, the Wind Blight and Fire Blight, and they just put so, them right before Ganon's. That would add some difficulty. It is pretty hard, especially at that point in the game, but there are, of course, numerous people online that have done it many times. 
Most of the ones I've seen have exploited DLC to make it happen, though. Uh, I don't see how you could exploit DLC to make... Uh, equipment. Like, certain gear that spawns. Oh, like the... Okay. Well, it's not necessary. Like, there are plenty of people that do it without it. I haven't seen any yet, but I haven't looked that hard. One interesting thing is... I went almost the entire game without any ninja ambushes. Oh, sick. I found out that... You never run into them until you talk to that first one on the way to Kakariko Village. And The first time I played the game, I talked to them and occasionally had some ninja troubles. And then, of course, once I killed their boss, they started coming out of nowhere. But this time, I just missed that first one. So I never had any ninja attacks until I went out of my way to talk to them. <laughs> and then, later that same play session, I killed their boss, but... By that point, that was the fourth Divine Beast, and I just made a point to get to Ganon afterward. So I didn't really have any time to get ambushed. It's not like I'm right there with Calamity Ganon and suddenly... Ha 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 One of the major aspects to getting me to enjoy the game is I learned to play by the game's rules. Now, how do you mean that specifically? Well, I decided okay you have to cook you have to manage your defense a bit better you have to take advantage of certain recipes and ingredients i think in that way it really feels more like an older zelda because you have to go into battle with a lot more strategy than just run up and swing at it i know skyward sword attempted something like that but i'll agree that skyward sword was the point where they're like, okay, we need to rework this, but I feel like that I feel like they kind of overcorrected in a number of ways because as much as I enjoy this game now, I still don't like what it might represent for the series. I'm really curious to see where they go from here, like after the Breath of the Wild sequel. Well, I'm curious about the sequel itself because for for as much as Nintendo is known for giving us the same game over and over again, they can't get away with just, okay, here's more Breath of the Wild. They have to do something with it. I mean, Link can't save Zelda, so what's the threat going to be? A lot of people's money are placed on the bet it'll be dark and gloomy, akin to Majora's Mask and Orcarina of Time. That was a really weird word for me right there. Orcarina. What I'm thinking is Zelda will be in danger somehow because they run into that corpse that most people think is Ganondorf's human remains. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that they will use the same Hyrule. And we've already explored that Hyrule every inch of it, or at least most of its inches. Well, I'm sure that Nintendo by now has heard the rallied complaints of... Oh, it's a great big field, but it's empty. Put stuff in it. So I'm sure that they've learned from their first one, and now Hyrule will be, like, in a state of repair, maybe? Oh, yeah, Bolson's gonna be busy. Yeah, maybe there'll be some actual, like, roads. Okay, there are roads, but, like, more, and, like, maybe new cities. I think it'd be really interesting to see how, like, that plays out, you know? Yeah, and I think... This is the time to start giving Hyrule more proper dungeons. 
Yes, bring back more dungeons. If they could, like, call back more to the past. Like, if you saw the Shadow Temple now, that'd mm. be dope as all get out. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest, for as common as the dungeon complaints were, I actually didn't mind the Divine Beasts that much, but I do think... Like, they stayed exactly as long as they needed to. We don't need more. I agree about the divine... I agree about the divine beasts. Completely. Because it got really repetitive pretty quickly. Well, the idea is that you're not supposed to spend that long in the divine beast. It's like two and a half shrines held together by duct tape. In terms of time commitment. Yeah. I could see that. I mean... If you know how to solve all five of the puzzles, then you can do it in, like, ten minutes. Also, if you can... What I did... Okay. You know there's this really big, like, wiring puzzle in the camel? Yeah. My first time playing through that, I had no idea what was happening. I just saw, like, the terminal behind the gate there yeah. but I also noticed that there wasn't a roof above it so I just used Rivali's Gale to get over it <laughs> skip the whole puzzle and this is the kind of game that's built for that I, I'm constantly amazed at the things that you're able to do in this game I did the the camel last this time like the first time I played the game I did it very second and that was very foolish of me because I yeah. was I feel like that level contributed a lot to my hype getting killed. Lightning Blight is by far the hardest, and the the entire internet agrees. I actually had a fairly easy time with him, but I think that's only because I was really prepared for it. I wasn't going in blind anymore. Well, like, I knew that you needed to use magnesis to get the post up to him yeah see i was prepared but like that this time it's hard (laughs) you know i think the thing was when i first played the game i thought oh no i have to drop the magnesis thing before it gets all lit up and then uh no you actually don't you're you're safe from electricity because the magnesis isn't touching you i think uh what i did eventually was just throw a sword on the ground (laughs) and wait for him to hit that instead There are a couple times where I use, like, a weapon to my advantage like that that I don't know if they intended for you or not. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just one of the shrines, I think. I always cheese the uh, major test of strength. Just ice weapon, lightning weapon, ice weapon, lightning weapon. See, I just, I go into there, I see a major test of strength, and I just walk back out. (laughs) They're so fun. Uh, They're fun up to modest. I wish there was more variation in the enemy style, but I can see... Oh, the, 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 the enemy variance is, like, one of the biggest sins for me, a person who loves monsters. Yeah, I miss Tektites. Yeah, I, like, there's so many classical enemies we're missing. It's cool that they brought back Lionel's, I guess, but... Lionel's a deep cut. You know, in a game where literally every shield is temporary... This would have been perfect for like-likes. Oh, like-likes. 
forgot about those. And there were no Skulchulas? None of those. No Dodongos, no Redeads, no Disembodied Hands. No Angry Soldiers with Crossbows. No. Link to the Past. Yeah, I know. The monster there is inside of them. Speaking of shields, I managed to get the Hylian shield. I Nice. I, I kind of wavered on it. I was like, ah, do I really want to? I was like, ah, might as well. I got it. I uh, I had I had to look up a guide though. I didn't know I knew it was in the castle dungeon, I just didn't know how to get there. I did the same thing because well I have not explored Hyrule Castle one inch other than to get that shield, but I knew right where it was, so I didn't have to go far. Oh, I I explored all over the castle because I kept trying to find the king's secret library and Zelda's library and Zelda's other library because I wanted to read the books and get sad. You didn't want to carry a bookshelf halfway across Hyrule for some stupid meme? That's, no. a, that's a thing people do. No, I just wanted to find the king's study and Zelda's <laughs> study and Zelda's other study. Also, I went there really early so I could get one of the flashbacks. Oh, yeah. It's really... I know they did this on purpose. It's a really neat touch that in Zelda's personal study, they, they grow the flower that she was raving about in one of the flashbacks. The Silent Princess? Yeah. That's a good one. And just reading the king and Zelda's perspectives and watching the flashbacks in order, no less, it just really hammers in just how tragic the story actually is. There's great story if you go looking for it. Yeah, I, the story was one of my favorite parts of the experience the first time I did this. But, like, you didn't finish it. No, I didn't. Because I, I was just too browbeaten. So, in a certain state, you can say that you will give up on an otherwise great story. Yeah, I can do that. <sighs> I will... <sighs> well, because if I don't like getting into the story... I'm too patient with video games. <laughs> well, I'm impatient in general, so... Right, I forgot about that big yeah. part of your personality. Yeah, I'm very much... Our dad describes me as having the same work ethic as our mom. I could see that. Very doggedly going after what needs to get done. With the express purpose of, okay, now I don't have to do anything. <laughs> See, I was like I said before, I was willing to play by the game's rules. Mm -hmm. I was able to enjoy the story that I missed out on. And once I got over myself, agreed to cook more often and stuff, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. It's well, Not at all. No, it's... I, I I think I might have compensated a bit towards the beginning. By yeah. Like, well, no, 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 I didn't, actually. I, th I thought I did, but no, like, I never grinded for materials except for if they were needed for a quest. Like, what kind of quest would you need weapons? I mean, to grind stuff for? Uh, well, you see, sometimes I'm really short on money. So I sell certain materials that I don't think I'm going to use. And sometimes that's lumber. Oh. <laughs> and then sometimes Hudson makes me want to just kick myself off a cliff. I can totally understand that. 
the only thing I really farm in the game is uh, those hardy durians. There's one tower that's right next to a whole mess of them. Just cook up those one at a time. You got like extra hearts for days. Yeah, I didn't find any durians, but the radishes and the truffles were very useful. I mostly relied on defense up and extra hearts for food. No attack up? Uh, sometimes, but generally I find whenever I have the option to mess around with my stats, I think, you know what, I'll kill them eventually, but I just need to stay alive first. I would focus on defense in that case. Yeah, you're right. See, when I would, whenever I would go into a major test of strength, I would use my armor for defense and the buffs for attack. I didn't get a lot out of the clothing system in the game this time, even. like, Okay, this time I got the champion tunic, the blue shirt he wears in the flashbacks in Smash Brothers. I don't know if I even got that in the first time I played the game, because I think I, I avoided talking to Impa more than... I needed to. It's easy to miss, but oh, when you buff it up all the way, it's like the best piece of armor in the game. You see, I couldn't buff it up all the way because I didn't really farm dragon parts. It really takes some doing. First of all, I thought, well, oh, what did the dragon ever do to me? Why would I do that to them? But then I saved Nadra from his Ganon goo, and the voice was like, now shoot Nadra. It's okay. He likes it. I was like, oh, okay. And then I shot the other dragons for scales, but I didn't want... I was like, I don't want to go out of my way to get other parts. That's just kind of boring. That's the good thing about hunting down celestial beings. They never really die. Well, no, but it's just, just kind of rude. You can only shoot them once per spawn cycle, though. Yeah. So you gotta pick what you want. A scale, a horn, a... Don't uh, miss. <laughs> oh, last time I played on the Wii U, this time I played on the Switch, and... I played it on the TV. I finally figured out how to get the Switch to work on the TV again. Aren't those motion controls absolute trash? Uh, there wasn't really any motion controls other than arrow aiming. Uh, there's a couple very specific shrines. Oh, those. Yeah. Okay, well, one of them was trash. One of them was kind of easy. The other ones I kind of cheesed. Because they're trash. It's the one in Hateno Village where you have to roll a ball through the maze. I just turned the platform upside down and just whacked it. <laughs> the first time I did it, I angled it so that the ball would land in the last straightaway. Then I tried to, like, flick it off into the pathway. Yeah, those shrines, they're annoying, but they're few and far between. Yeah. Uh, did you go to... The labyrinths? Yeah, I, I actually had a couple friends. I asked them, I was like, okay, what are some what are some points that you should that I should visit just to make sure I do most of the interesting stuff? They they told me to go to those. The shrouded in darkness place. I I did that one after I did that one before they told me. I just kinda of found that one by mistake. Cool. Uh how about the tiny plateau where it's always storming? No. Well, I don't know. If I did, then I didn't recognize it as anything special. It's a pretty cool puzzle and probably, uh... Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. The one with all the weird flat top trees. I can't find it. I saw it my first time playing and I just don't know it's... where the 
heck it is. I don't want to look it up either. It's somewhere between the Ridgeland Tower and the Tabantha Ranch. Tabantha. I said the wrong word. Huh. Earlier. I said Tanagar. Oh, you also said that during the last podcast, too. Okay, then it might be right. Whatever. Uh, I didn't do that. I didn't feel like it. I also tried to do the deserted island. It's 300 rupees, and I thought, I'm good. Oh, no, that's the best part of the game. Uh, what's, what's the island? Eventide Island. Eventide. Eventide's a great... That's, like, the best shrine. Why, why, what's so good about losing all the progress I worked hard to get? Because, ah, oh, you get it back. Like, yeah, but... What but, the... like, it's fun. You gotta be a problem solver. You gotta That's make That's the whole solutions. game. Why is this any special? Because the rest of the game, you've got all this stuff on you that you've just been hoarding because Link picks up every shiny thing on Hyrule. Yeah, and I like my shiny things. Just put them down for a second and imagine you don't have any of it. What do you do? That's Eventide. Uh, jump off a cliff. So you can get your shinies back? Yeah. Oh. Actually, what I did, because I read about this online, before, okay, in my ill-fated attempt to do this, I I waited before the 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 flag to start the quest there. I disengaged all my equipment, and then I walked to start the quest. Oh, no. And then I I went back, and I grabbed all my stuff again. I was like, aha, I have my stuff. Oh, I was afraid it would have despawned. Well, actually, the first time, I dropped too many things at once, so some of them did despawn, so I just had to reset. Oh, my goodness. Uh, How about all of Korok Forest? Uh, No, I just got in enough to find the Master Sword. There's some pretty good uh, shrines there. Like, four of them. I mean, there's one right there, obviously. Yeah, it's the one I used to warp me back to the Master Sword. There's the Test of Wood, where you have to get through a gauntlet only using these wood weapons. There's one where you have to silently follow a Korok going through the forest, because his friend's worried about him, thinks he's gonna get hurt, so you gotta, quote, watch over him. Uh, I don't remember what the other one is. Well, none of those sound particularly fun. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of enemies. It's pretty tense. Plus, there's all this fog. So you could just, like, lose all your progress like that. Oh, boy. I love losing things. You really know how to appeal to me so far. Yeah, this game is great about taking your stuff away from you. Yeah. And you're really great at catching your swears one second before you say them. Yeah. Uh... I don't, I don't know. I I didn't get a whole lot out of the side content besides Terrytown, and even that one could probably use some work. I don't know. It's a proprietary piece of media on a brand new piece of hardware. They're going to just make most of the things to do in the world, experimenting with the hardware itself, seeing how it works. So, like, it's... That's fair. I just didn't like most of it. It seems very... Gary's mod for what Zelda can be right now, so I've got really high hopes for the second one. A lot of the world is just kind of minimalistic, and I think that's probably so that they could focus on making this world. Now that they've made it, they don't have to work as hard. They can focus on fleshing it out better. Yeah, they've got the map down. Just draw stuff on the map. Makes sense? Yeah. Now, uh, I did an episode a couple weeks ago about 
the old the old hot button issue the Zelda timeline okay and this game Breath of the Wild is currently the final game mm-hmm. something happens to synchronize all the timelines again and then Breath of the Wild happens wonder what that game will be or if they're just gonna shove it in between games like they did with the death of the hero spawning that whole timeline well, it's just like the branches into three paths and then somehow they all lead back to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of maybe their way of softly rebooting continuity. Now, is Breath of the Wild definitely the last one because of stuff in-game or because of stuff in the DLC? Well, it's last as in it's the latest. No, I mean, I'm speaking timeline terms. That's Yeah, that's what I mean. It's because it's the latest. It's just... That's just what they said as the official statement is that eventually myths got confused with each other. No one knows what's real and suddenly we're in Breath of the Wild time. Hey, works for me. What really bugs me is the sense of years in the game. Yeah. Is Ganon and kind of the ripple effect it has on the series... Ganon, a hundred years ago, had just returned from 10,000 years of slumber? Like, how far ago were some of these other games? Okay, what are the other three, quote, last games in their timelines? One was Spirit Tracks, which didn't have Ganon at all. Way after Spirit Tracks, then. But that's already after Ganon from Wind Waker. Yeah, that's like a hundred years after Wind Waker Ganon. So then there's just like 9,900 years unaccounted for. And, and they're still in medieval times. Amazing. The lack of, like, progress these people seem to make. I don't know. They've got some good, like, mechanical stuff going. They've mastered steam and stuff. In, in some of the continuities, yeah. And Link is asleep for a hundred years, and he comes back, and Hyrule... Okay, I guess it's not completely fair since there's lots of ruins now, but a lot of the civilized areas seem remarkably similar to what they were a hundred years ago. I think they defend that by saying that some areas were untouched by the war. I think they just wanted to save resources. Well, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Also, the fact that they made the Zoras really long-lived in this game, I'm not sure why... To be honest, I just feel like a hundred years is kind of arbitrary. They could rewrite the script, say Link was out for 25 years. A lot would be very similar. I think it has to do with the fact that whales live a really long time. They're sharks. King Dorfin is not a shark. Muzu is a shark. Most of them are sharks. <sighs> There, there's, they're water-dwelling animals. They need sharp teeth to eat meat, you know? Like sharks? Not all sharks, not all... Sidon is a shark. Not all, uh... Mipha is a nursing shark. Listen, you can eat meat. You don't need sharp teeth. Actually, that's, that's how you know I can eat meat. <sighs> Why are we talking about this? Because you're saying all Zoras are sharks, and that's not gonna stand, bro. So, anyway, the fact that it's a hundred years is kind of pointless. 
you could change the script to a different but still decently high number and the story would be exactly the same maybe they just like the way the word 100 sounds well, yeah it's kind they want to keep it 100 it's like one of those magic numbers like three and seven and four and 900 koroks yeah i know i was i was trying to segue into something funny about korok seeds but uh... try segueing off of my stuff <laughs> a fool's errand I, of course, did not bother 100%ing the Koroks. Oh, no. I'm mainly focused on increasing my weapon stash. I think I got one shield upgrade before deciding I was good. Not a lot of shields to carry around once you find a good one. Yeah. I just had the same four good shields for most of the game. How about bows? That one needed to get upgraded a couple times. You find a lot just lying around. Yeah. I, that's one thing I really want them to fix in the sequel, because one thing that bothered me, even when I liked this game, is this th th there was no sense of permanence with any of the items I was carrying. Everything could break. Even the Hylian shield could break, if I was careless enough. It's a metaphor. I don't care. Wow. Here you are. It gets in the way of my enjoyment. Screaming the idea that games are art. And you're like, I don't care. The narrative they're trying to tell, the metaphors they're you trying to You know, the make. tight walk of being an interactive medium is that I still have to receive it. It's not about the end user. Well, then why am I giving them my money? For the times it was about it. <laughs> Even the Master Sword was limited. It could come back, but the fact that it, it's like, come on, I worked for this. Why can't it just stay on all the time? You can fix that with the DLC. Oh, I can I can spend more money and do more busy work to fix a problem that I think should have been addressed in the main game. I see. It makes you feel like you've earned it. Oh, oh, I didn't earn it yet, huh? No, no, you got no, it. I, I went out of my way to all these shrines, but no, that wasn't good enough. It's like paying to join. I could have I could have upgraded my stamina a couple more times than I did, but no, I wanted the hearts. I, I, I dealt with bad stamina so I could get more hearts, but that wasn't enough of a sacrifice, huh? No, I'll give them 25 bucks and they'll give you some banging music. Oh, you mean music I can listen to on YouTube? Yeah, but you gotta earn it. I gotta earn YouTube? No, you gotta earn the music. Like, it's that's the last thing you get. Which is on YouTube! Yeah. But don't go to YouTube. It's... it's bad. Give Nintendo your money. Not YouTube. So... Are you gonna give Nintendo more money? I think I will. To, like, get... I tried to give them my money to buy Ring Fit Adventure, but... All the all the nerds who are into fitness, they all had the idea before me, and I couldn't buy it anywhere. Yeah, it's getting, like, really weirdly popular. Well, I think it's because all the gyms are closing down. That suddenly makes a lot more sense. I so, was lucky enough to find a jump rope at Walmart yesterday. So instead, I gave Nintendo my money by purchasing this little amiibo that no one can see. Oh, how cute. It's uh, the Link from Link's Awakening. Yeah, HD. It's... I kind of tweeted about it a little while ago. 
Good it stuff. Looks like a little toy soldier. It's like my fourth Link amiibo now. The Smash Links and that one. Yeah, the Smash Links. Well, yeah, Smash Link, Smash Toon Link, Wolf Link, and now Link's Awakening Link. Oh, you're counting Wolf Link as a Link. Well, he is Link, and now I can just turn this amiibo so he's just kind of looking up at Dark Samus. It's kind of like that uh, little macro feel trailer. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild is a video game that exists outside of the scope of the Zelda timeline. Well, no, it's it's at the end of the Zelda timeline. Like very, Hyrule Warriors would be more what, what's out of the scope. Very much inside the scope of the Zelda timeline. <laughs> Have you played Hyrule Warriors? The definitive edition? Well, no, because I played the original, and I played the 3DS version, and then I decided even I have standards, and there's, didn't want to buy the game a third time. There's so much content. I'll never be done playing that game. I gotta earn it. After I gave Nintendo my money. Are you sensing the theme? <laughs> so... I guess the bottom line about Breath of the Wild is I like it now for itself. I like it for what it is, but I don't like it as a Zelda game, and I don't want it to dominate the Zelda series going forward. I don't mind if it influences it in certain ways, because the game had a lot of good ideas, but I don't want every future Zelda game to be a Breath of the Wild clone, or Breath of the Wild, but like this! Or this! I have faith that they won't forget there's a precious Zelda formula. See, I, I want to have faith, but as optimistic as I am, even I have noticed how Nintendo's really just after the money, and look at how much they made off Breath of the Wild compared to all their other Zelda games ever. They sold 18 million copies. Yeah. That's a lot. But there is that Link's Awakening remake. Yeah, that one kind of came out of nowhere to, like, tide us over, I guess. Aonuma mentioned in an interview or something that he wanted to kind of share that game with more people and... There are a lot of newbies who haven't really seen that game who might have come in from Breath of the Wild. I actually heard a story from a friend who worked at a game store or something that some guy bought it for his kid, The Link's Awakening remake, returned it the next day because it wasn't like Breath of the Wild. Oh my goodness. Which is hilarious and sad at the same time. I've never played Link's Awakening, so I'm really... Like, I'm glad that it's finally out on Switch. I think there should be a lot more games on the Switch, considering the love for Nintendo's past that has already been poured into this console. Well, Link's Awakening... I played the original... Well, I say the original, but it was the DX version. I played it a couple years ago for the first time. Is a very... Uh, what's a respectable way of calling it a magical experience? I can, it depends on how earnest you sound when you say it. Uh, a, it. There was sorcery in my experience. It was a magical experience. Like, if, you're, if you sound legit, <laughs> then people will buy it. And it won't sound weird. So I liked the game. You liked the game. And then the next year they release a remake, and I was like, oh, 
But I, then I played it, and uh, probably didn't need to be $60, but it's absolutely the definitive version of the game. A lot of quality of life changes. I'm glad to hear that. It raises my hopes for when I do play it eventually. Yeah. Just don't die. Or steal. Yeah. But uh, we, we, are, we are getting increasingly farther from Breath of the Wild. I think that's sign that we don't have much to say i well we revisited a topic that had some pretty hot issues in it and they've been readdressed rehashed i think we can put breath of the wild to bed what do you think probably it's nice that i can say that i finished the game i got closure with it mm-hmm. well I, I i could talk about how i really didn't like the final boss but everyone hates the final boss. That's what I heard, so... I was so underwhelmed. It's not that I was underwhelmed, it's just that they forced me to use combat mechanics that I almost never used. Yeah, like, if you totally miss the shrine at Kakariko, like I did my first time playing, you won't even know that parrying is a thing. I, I never learned how to parry. I just got lucky with Daruk protection while trying to time Urbosa's attack after watching a video about it. This, uh... But, makes you earn it. See, this is what the Mario games have learned with their final battles in recent years. The final battles with Bowser aren't slugfests with Bowser. They're obstacle courses that have Bowser in them because Mario games are about platforming. This game is about exploring and finding your own solution. So locking you in a single room with Ganon with maybe two ways of getting through his shield flies in the face of the experience they've been trying to build. I like that theory. Like, it's the last thing you do should be a test of what you've learned. Very much like the Grand Finale Galaxies. I imagine you're trying to say the Grand Master Galaxy because the Grand Finale Galaxy... Is literally just walk over, get purple coins. Yeah, that's in the a best. Line. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, have you learned the joystick yet? The last thing being the hardest and being a test of what you've learned is a really great way to send off a game, maybe before like an epilogue, just for story's sake. Yeah. Uh, another game I think really did this well was Bioshock Infinite. The last boss was like mega hard, but that was the last boss. There's making your conclusion hard, and then there's making them a test of what you've been doing the whole time, not a test of one mechanic that maybe you've been doing. Yes, Breath of the Wild totally screwed the pooch on this one. Now, sometimes a game can do different gameplay for the final battle and pull it off really well. Right in. Because uh... you had to, like, fly that rocket all around and whatnot. See, you played that, I didn't. I don't really have an opinion of that. I was thinking of Kirby Planet Robobot, which... You've played and I haven't. Yeah. Interesting library of games between the two of us. <laughs> but yeah, Ganon is kind of kind of a letdown. Especially because the day leading up to me finally killing Ganon, I had a lot of things go wrong for me. So I just wanted to take it out on Ganon, and even then I couldn't get the satisfaction of it. You know? Okay, like I did Zoras, Ritos, Gorons, Gerudos. Everything from the 
after the Gorons, which includes Terrytown, I started having Joy-Con drift. Oh. Imagine having Joy-Con drift get so bad that you can't even operate menus at 8.30 at night with a bunch of stores closing early for quarantine, no real way of sending drifts to Nintendo, a strong desire to kill Ganon right then and there, and a store that closes in 30 minutes that has Joy-Cons for way too much money. Bro, check this out. I have access to, like, six controllers. Yeah, well, I didn't really... Now you know. Well, now I don't have to worry about it for my other games, at least, because it was gonna gonna haunt me for the other games anyway. Yeah, the messed up Joy-Cons don't mess around. Huh. They've already been messed. Yeah, that really soured my entire last night with the game but i was able to separate it from the from the experience leading up to it at least so you beat ganon you walked around like oh that's it and you just set it down never picked it up again well it was only a couple days ago never going to pick it up again i don't know maybe someday i'll start a new save or something there's so much to do like a lot of it is just walking around not knowing what you're gonna find not knowing how you're going to find it i did things a little differently this time than i did last time so it's a really big don't look anything up that's let me try that again that's not how my brain works anthony it's the best game to go blind into is what i'm trying to say but I already beat it, so I, I feel like I kind of earned the ability to look for things. Like, I get lost and distracted, and I'm very goal-oriented, so it's, it's, it's a very a marriage of very incongruent traits. I just, I just need, like, a highlight, like, go to this region, go look for this thing. You'll have fun if you go over here. Don't go to here. You'll you'll hate it. You want a tour guide. Yes. You're yeah, you're very much entrenched in the Zelda formula. Yes! That's that's the whole problem, is I liked the other games. How much did you like Skyward Sword? It got very handholdy. I liked it, but I agree that they went too far with it. That's why I said that I, I said it earlier in this podcast even that that I liked it, but that they went too far and that this game was kind of going too far in the other direction, making it too open. What is the peak of the Zelda formula for you? Hmm. That's interesting because that's different from asking me which one my favorite Zelda is. Yeah. Because my favorite Zelda is Majora's Mask, but I don't know if I'd call that the peak of the formula. It didn't follow the formula. No, it didn't. Now, I feel like out of the 3D games, uh, oh, I don't know, like, like Ocarina, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess did the formula pretty well. It's interesting you say that, because the first time they tried the formula was A Link to the Past. And oh, well, I was talking about the 3D games. I, 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 I know, but the, the immediate next game following the formula was ocarina of time if you think they got it like that instantly yeah, super nintendo was 
crazy, like, all the times lightning struck with that. So, like, I'm thinking, maybe after Breath of the Wild, they're like, got it. And they'll fix it, and it'll be amazing. Knock on wood. Maybe. Well, alright. Anything else we have to say about Breath of the Wild? I'm a diehard Zelda fan. I'm gonna like anything Nintendo puts out. Don't listen to me, it's opinion. I'm a diehard Zelda fan too. I want to like everything they put out, but... I'm a sheep. Are you a Wooloo? Wooloo-loo-loo. Alright. Well, do you have any plugs you'd like to make, or any... Uh, I've been watching Small Ant 1, Twitch uh, stream. I've actually watched a couple of his videos lately, too. He's pretty funny, I like him. He's also much bigger than me, so... Despite the name. So... A bump from us isn't really going to do any good, but there you go. I've been listening to Watsky's new album, and that's about it. He's a rapper, I think. Watsky started out as a poet, much like I used to do in high school. I think he's guest starred on a couple epic rap battles of history. He has. I have a personal thing against that channel, so I haven't seen them. But yes, he's been on epic rap battles. Okay, uh... Well, if you like the BitCast, follow the BitCast on Twitter, and follow the show on Podcast One's website and app, and wash your hands. Wash your hands. 20 seconds, get all of it. A lot of people miss their wrists and the backs of their thumbs. Yeah, I've been taking care of that. So, see you all next time. Thanks for listening. Later. Listen to BitCast anytime on podcast1.com and on the Podcast One app.